Just as a disclaimer, we want you to know that some of the movies that we will be reviewing were shot in a different time and era where people of race and sex were not treated equally. We understand this and hope you do too. The movies or anything that happened on the sets are not the views of this podcast or what this show is intended to be all about. Exactly. And we want to give due diligence in presenting the movie and not the views of the cast or directors or anyone involved. But we also feel it's necessary to let the audience know some of the background information to get a feel for what was happening at the time of shooting the film. Again, we hope you understand that we do not agree with everything that went on and we just want to give out the information. And with that being said, hope you enjoy the show. summer vacation. Who's that? Oh, them. They're the dance people. But it turns out to be the time of her life. What's me now? I can't even do the merengue. He teaches her what she can do. I don't want you to have anything to do with those people again. Baby, I don't see you running up to daddy telling him I'm your guy. Well, with my father, it's complicated. I will tell him. I, I don't believe you, baby. She shows him all he can be. You gotta stop it now. I know what I'm doing, Penny. I'm scared of everything. Most of all, I'm scared of walking out of this room and never feeling the rest of my whole life. The way I feel when I'm with you. What they learn from each other feels too good to be wrong. Starring Patrick Swayze, Jennifer Grey, and Cynthia Rhodes. Get ready for the time of your life. Alright guys, welcome back to The Tragedy of Cinema, episode 24. I'm your host, Jimbo, and my co-host is... Terrence. Terrence. Often imitated, never duplicated. (laughs) (laughs) Today we'll be discussing um, our first ever genre of... I guess you would say a chick flick, romance. Yep, if you romance, will. coming of age. Chick this flick. is Terrence's first time ever even seeing this movie, so we are doing Dirty Dancing. But before we get into that, um, we'd just like to let you know that we now have listeners in Brazil. 
Awesome. That is the country. I'm on Facebook. Uh, one of my friends asked, is that, you know, the country or is that in Indiana? <laughs> and I was like, well, no, it's the country. Well, then one of my longtime friends, uh, Leanne, Leanne Hobbs Abbott, I said, hey, you got a listener in Brazil, Indiana, too, which is pretty cool. Um, our family have been friends for years. Um, yeah. But I'd like to say a special shout out to our son, uh, Leighton Abbott, and his friend, Brian, Brian Street. They actually just got out of basic training. Oh, okay. Uh, so thank you for your service. Uh, I guess they met on their way to basic training at the airport. I guess they became friends. So. I'm, I'm still friends with a lot of people I was in the service with. Yeah, so thank you for your service, guys. So, Terrence, the question for today. Let's do it. This is going to be a rough one. Usually is. What do you think is the greatest dance sequence in a movie? Ooh, greatest dance sequence in a movie. So now I have to take the time to like remember all the dance sequences I've seen. The ones I was really like odd. Um, I mean, there's thousands of them. It really is. Uh, given there were some where I probably remembered them a lot better uh, just because I saw them as a kid and I was like, wow, right? Uh, so what was what was that movie with Antonio Banderas? It was based on a true story where he's he's teaching like these inner city kids how to dance, uh, oh, classical, and then very they, they good take, movie. Yeah, and then they take they basically mix classical dancing and hip hop dancing, and they put it together. Yeah, um, uh, the music was really fun, and I re- I remember really enjoying the dance sequences there. I watched that movie multiple times. I, you know, I haven't seen that movie in a long time. Right, I've actually been meaning to rewatch that movie because of I I, I just remember that movie very fondly. Uh, I would say that. And um, what's another one that sticks out in my head? Obviously, the dancing, the dancing, dirty it dancing. Was it was it take, take the lead? It. Maybe it was take the lead. I'll tell you one that um, always got me was um, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Oh <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I always love that one. I think that's a really oh, good one. Here's one. It, this is more for like comedy purposes, but uh, another really funny dance or a funny dance sequence is. Um, and uh, Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> I hated that, that movie. Something else, man. Uh, I mean, you could go back to you know Fred Astaire, Ginger Rogers, all those older movies. You know where um, that was part of the movie. They'd actually sit there and do all those great um, dance routines. Um, so I know a lot of Shirley Temple movies. She did a little. They yeah. even had the tap dancers at times. So uh, like. If you guys tell us your favorite dance uh, scene, we'll put it in next week's episode. Also, I'm going to put a thing out on Facebook in the group. Um, since, you know, I just shouted out Leanne, a longtime friend, I'm going to put a thing on there that says, hey, I listen and this is where I listen from. Post, oh, yeah. And then I'll read it. We'll read them all next week yeah. on our next episode or whatever. So be on the lookout for that. Um, also, if you haven't joined uh, Patreon yet, uh, there is something really cool happening that it amazes me Check how it awesome it's yes, going to be. It's, it's going to be great. <laughs> uh, it will be released eventually, uh, but wow, this lady is talented. So be on the lookout for that. All right, Terrence, Dirty Dancing, your first ever. Yep, watched view. it just yesterday, yesterday afternoon, which feels like night because I. Well, why don't you tell the story about why you was telling me about your wife? Like, oh, yeah. I'm not going to watch it. <laughs> so, um, I told my wife that. Uh, we had to watch Dirty Dancing for the podcast, right? And then she's like, oh, hey, I remember like enjoying that movie when I was younger. And um, I was like, oh, you want to watch it with me? And she was like, ah, 
probably not. Uh, just because she's like, it, it, it's, uh, she felt like it was one of those movies that's just better when you're younger, and she she was like, I don't know if it would still. My be wife will right. do that too. Like you'll start a movie, you know, and you, you're like, I've got to watch this. I'm watching this movie, and you know, you just start you start putting it on TV, and the next thing you know, she's she's put down her phone or her iPad or whatever. Yeah. The next thing you know, she's watching it. You know, just like and that, that's turn pretty, it up. Yeah, exactly. And that's that's pretty much what happened. I, I was watching on my laptop, and I had my headphones in. And um, started off with, uh, oh hey, you can you can take your headphones out. I don't like I don't mind listening to the movie. I was like, okay, cool. So I take off my headphones, and then uh, shortly after, before the, the beginning credit sequence even ends, um, she's now scooted over to my side of the couch, uh, and then now we're then we end up just both watching the movie in full. And even me, I was like, I didn't know how much it would grab my attention, so I had my um, I was downloading stuff on my uh, PS Vita just. So while I'm traveling and stuff, I have something to have fun with. And um, I even stopped – I stopped doing that like, I don't know, a good five minutes into it. I'm like, you know what? No, no. I'm going to pay attention to this movie. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So let's go ahead and jump right into it then. Let's jump. do it. Yeah, we're waiting yes. on you. Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of the wife, she, yeah, she shot me a message real quick. I just had to make sure. Shoot her down. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, Dirty Dancing, release date, August 21st, 1987. Its budget was $16 million estimated. Opening weekend was $3.9 million, And its gross USA was $64.5 million. So it did so well. Then <laughs> that—that's even an understatement. Uh, this movie did amazing, um, particularly in um, home video release. Oh, yeah, yeah, we'll it, talk about yeah. that here in a little bit. So, uh, cumulative worldwide gross was two hundred and seventeen point six million estimated. So this made a ridiculous amount of money worldwide. Worldwide, yeah. Um, this was directed by Emily. Um, our Ardolino? Oh, man. <laughs> you knew it would yeah, be Ardolino. the podcast with I know, I know. <laughs> at, least, at least one name. I, I seen it. I was like, oh, man. <laughs> Ardolino. Oh, I, I, I really should read these names before I jump into this. Uh, Ardolino. I'm, I'm just going to go with that. Hopefully, that's how it's said. Uh, written by Eleanor uh, Bergstein. Or is it Steen or Stein? Bergstein? I say Bergstein. Bergstein. All right. Technical aspects. Runtime, one hour and 40 minutes. So it's it's a nice quick watch. That's what I liked about it. Because um, we have dipped into like a lot of like really long movies. And sometimes just based on schedule and stuff, it's hard to squeeze those in. So I have to like watch it in parts. But this one I can just I can watch all in one go, get it out the way. So one hour and 40 minutes is perfect. Uh, sound mix DTS was the re-release Dolby Digital also in a re-release uh, it was originally in just regular Dolby and then SDDS for another re-release so this was re-released multiple times video DVD blah 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 right and I believe it just had it's like 30th anniversary not too long ago yeah so. uh, color movie obviously uh, aspect ratio 1.85 by 1 uh Camera, Panaflex camera, and lenses by Panavision. Uh, this was edited in Dual Art Film Laboratories, Inc. in New York, USA. Uh, negative format, 35mm. Cinematographic process was spherical. Printed film format was 35mm. And now off to my favorite part, the awards. <laughs> Schmoo. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so Academy Awards, USA 1988. Winner, Oscar for Best Music Original Song, uh... Frankie Privet, uh, music lyrics, John uh, DiNicola, Donald Mark uh, Markowitz, 
for the song, I've Had the Time of My Life. Golden Globes, USA, 1988. Winner, Golden Globe, Best Original Song, Motion Picture. All the people I just named before for the same song. (laughs) (laughs) Way way, way to get around, man. Nominee, Golden Globe, Best Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical. Interesting how they pair those together. Those are like two almost separate categories, sometimes overlapping, but rarely. (laughs) Um, They were also nominated for Best Performance by an Actress in a Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical, Jennifer Grey. And Best Performance by an Actor in a Motion Picture, Comedy or Musical, Patrick Swayze. The Amanda Awards in Norway. So, Mm. I mean, since this was such a, like, a worldwide hit, uh, obviously there's some overseas awards. And this one's in Norway. In 1988, we got, they won the Amanda for Best Foreign Feature Film. It's funny because in in Norway, you know, they consider it a foreign film because it's coming from Exactly, (laughs) right? Um I don't know the uh, so it's it's, it's uh, Amanda for best foreign feature film and then there's some Norwegian. I'm not even going to attempt that at all. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Emily or or AS uh, AS Cap Film and Television Music Awards 1989 winner uh, ASCAP. <laughs> there has to be a way to say this acronym. ASCAP award Uh, most performed songs for motion pictures I've had the time of my life right Uh, and can you tell me who those were (laughs) I I see you just glancing over like ah they know it by now (laughs) right Um, and then winner for most performed songs from motion pictures I've had the time of my life Uh, and I I think was this the song that had multiple versions in it uh, it's, it it's the one at the very end where they're dancing. Oh, that's so right. That's I, I didn't know if it was one of the songs that, that played. Well, it is, times. but it's just different. Yeah. Uh, BMI Film and TV Awards, 1989. Winner, most performed song for a film, Patrick Swayze and Stacey uh, Wilditz. Man, these names are hard today. <laughs> <laughs> for the song, She's Like the Wind. A little fun fact about that song. Patrick Swayze actually co-wrote that song, and he sings it. I didn't know he sung it. Yep. I figured he co-wrote it because he was in the yeah. award. Yeah, he, he sung um, it, and then um, it was actually made for a different movie, which I have in my notes here in hmm. a little bit. Um, back in 19... Let me see... 84 for the movie Grandview USA. Hmm. So, little fun fact. Nice. Uh, now we are on the... Duaville Film Festival, 1987, nominee Critics Award, Emily R. Dolino. Uh, Film Independent Spirit Awards, 1988, winner Independent Spirit Award for Best First Feature, uh, Emily R. Dolino. So I guess this was this director's first film, which is a great start, I guess. Or or not, uh, depending, because sometimes you're like, wow, I made my hit, and... And I can never reach that peak again. <laughs> <laughs> and then the producer, uh, Linda Gottlieb. Ah, oh, these names today. All right. <laughs> Golden Screen, Germany, 1988. Winner, Golden Screen. Uh, and then winner, Golden Screen with one star. That I have no idea. That's just yeah, what it says. That, that, uh, that, like... that is what it is. <laughs> Grammy Awards, 1988. Winner, Gram- Grammy. 
uh, best pop performance by duo or group with vocals. Uh, that's Bill Melody, Jennifer Warrens for the song I've Had the Time of My Life. Uh, nominee for Grammy for best song written specifically for a motion picture or television. I've Had the Time of My Life. Uh, Jupiter Awards. It's, it's out of this world. It's all <laughs> it's, the way in Jupiter. <laughs> um, 1987 winner, Jupiter Award, Jupiter Award, Best International Film, Emily Ardolino, for Dirty Dancing. Uh, this is interesting, considering the themes of this movie and uh, so on and so forth. But Kids' Choice Awards, USA, 1988, nominee, Blip Award, favorite movie actor, Patrick Swayze. Dun, dun, dun. I feel like a lot of... And this of, this next award is, I think, the funniest <laughs> award I think we've read besides the schmooze. All right, so TV Land Awards 2008. So this is like 20 years later. <laughs> um, so winner TV Land Movie Award dance sequence you reenacted in your living room. I've had the time of my life. <laughs> and the only other one I could think of like that is what was that risky business where Tom Cruise comes sliding? Oh in, yeah. You know I, mean? I mean, like when I was thinking of that award, I'm like the only thing I can think of that would even contend with that is that scene. <laughs> right. Do, 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 do. So anyway. a, a little a little stuff about um, the awards. The uh, the soundtrack for this. If you uh, listened to all those awards, the soundtrack sold. 32 million copies. Oh, wow. Yeah. Before it was even released, there was a million on back order. Holy crap. A million. Um, it's been 18 weeks on the number one billboard chart. to this day, people are still receiving their pre-orders. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, 18 weeks, uh, number one on the billboard charts. It was the first film to sell a million copies on home video. Wow. Yeah. So that's where a lot of. I mean, this is actually the first movie to like reach that astronomical number of home video sales. It's crazy. Yeah. Go ahead and give us that synopsis there, Terrence. Synopsis. At a holiday resort with her family, Frances Houseman, better known as Baby, falls head over heels for Johnny Castle, who is the holiday resort's dance instructor. What an instructor he was. Yep. All right, so let's go ahead and jump into the cast real quick. Um, you have Patrick Swayze as Johnny Castle, Jennifer Grey as Francis Baby Houseman, Cynthia Rhodes as Penny Johnson, Jerry Orbach as Dr. Jake Houseman, Jane Brooker as Lisa Houseman, Jack Weston as Max Kellerman, Lonnie Price as Neil Kellerman, Kelly Bishop as Marjorie Houseman, Antoine Pagan as the staff kid, Max Cantor as Robbie Gold, Charles Coles as Tito Suarez, Neil Jones as Billy Kosteski, Miranda Garrison as Vivian Pressman, Gary Goodrow as Mo Pressman, Wayne Knight. You know who Wayne Knight is? You'd have to jog my memory. He played Stan. Ah, oh, okay. He, he was, but uh, do you know who he is? What was that? What else was he in? Well, he was in Jurassic Park. Uh. He's also Newman. From Seinfeld. Oh, Hello, oh, Newman. that's right, that's right. Yeah, he's the uh, one where's like he uh, uh, in that scene in Jurassic Park that's like commonly memed. Be like, hey, look, this guy knows this, right? See? And nobody, nobody cares. cares. <laughs> yeah. uh, Paul Truman as Mrs. Sylvia Schumacher. Uh, Alvin Myrovich as Mr. Sidney Schumacher. Huh. So, stealing old couple. Terrence, let me go ahead before we jump into thing. I wanted to go ahead and. You know, you wanted to cast somebody. I wanted to do a biography. 
uh, this week, audiography as I like to call them, um, <laughs> of somebody. Um, and I went with Patrick Swayze. Yeah. Just because I know we'll do some other ones of him because I really like Ghost because that's a good movie. But man, what a talented actor. Gone too soon. Oh, yeah, for sure. So he was born August 18, 1952, in Houston, Texas. And he died September 14, 2009, at the age of 57 in Los Angeles, California, due to pancreatic cancer. His most famous roles were in North and South. Have you seen that? I haven't. Oh, actually. man, it's a great movie. Uh, or, well, it's, it was like a TV series. Dirty Dancing, Next of Kin, Roadhouse, Ghost, etc. Um, he was known, he danced his entire life, they said, from the time that he could walk. He was cast as Danny Zuko for, to replace John Travolta in the Grease Broadway production. Hmm. So he could sing, too. Yeah. Um, I mean, we knew that from like looking into the awards. Right. Yeah. He did Disneyland parades. <laughs> where he portrayed Prince Charming from Cinderella. And really? And one of the people that played Cinderella that he did it with? Yeah. Michelle Pfeiffer. Wow. I was like, wow. He turned down $6 million. He turned down the budget of this movie <laughs> to reprise his role in a Dirty Dancing sequel. He said he wasn't a big fan of sequels, so he turned it down. Huh. He's also in the video uh, from Toto. Uh, singing Rosanna or in the Rosanna video with uh, yeah. co-star Cynthia Rhodes. Bro, get this one. He was or he was going uh, considered for the role of Batman in 1989. Batman <laughs> and Bruce Wayne that went to Michael Keaton. Yeah, it could have been Patrick oh, wow. Swayze. That would have been really interesting. That bring a new thing to the Bat Dance. Oh, I know, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, here's some here's some quotes that he had. Uh, he said, uh, "Good looking people turn me off, myself included." <laughs> <laughs> and uh, he said, um, "On having terminal cancer," which I thought, man, this was really really powerful. It said, "I've had more lifetimes than any ten people put together, and it's been an amazing ride. So this dying is okay." You know, a, a lot of people said um, that, like, in his battle for, um, you know, trying to fight uh, his cancer, uh, he was very courageous. Oh, he was. The uh, interviews you see, mm-hmm, you know. Absolutely. Uh, I don't know if I, ha- I, if I have the audio, I'll put it in here. But um, he was being interviewed, I think, by Diane Sawyer or Barbara Walters. And uh, they're sitting there talking. And at the end, you know, um, she's like, well, she's like, I'm glad you took this head on. And he's like, yeah. She's like, I'd like to come back and do this again. And he's like, yeah. He's like, you come back next year. She's, he's like, I'll be here. And he's like, maybe. <laughs> I was like, but I mean, the way he just yeah. said it, you know, he, he just fought it head on. You know yeah. what I mean? He didn't get down in the dumps. He was just like, let's exactly. do it. Um, so we'll jump into some of the casting that could have been, should have been. Yep. So for, of course, Johnny Castle, that went to Patrick Swayze. Billy Zane, but they said that he didn't dance very well. So that's funny. And um, Val Kilmer was uh, offered officially, but he declined. Really? I I think that'd be a totally different movie if Val Kilmer was there. Here's a little fun fact: Um, when Eleanor uh, Bergstein wrote this, she had Patrick Swayze in mind, and then when she approached him about it, she was like, "Um, "If if you don't say yes, I, I I probably won't do this film." Because, like, she just absolutely had him in mind when she wrote it, and she really wanted him to be. Yeah, that's a, that's the way a lot of directors are. Can you imagine if you don't have the person you have in mind, like The Godfather we were talking about? Oh, where yeah. They said that Marlon Brando is who he wanted, or whoever it was. Yeah. I think it was Marlon Brando. That that's who they wanted, but he's like, if we don't get him, then 
Yeah, it's not going to be worth it. So well, I mean, that was I mean that was even like we we, we talked about it all, but like uh, a bunch, but just shortly reiterating on it. I mean, he fought tooth and nail to get the people he wanted. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, Jennifer Grey uh, for the role of baby. Yep. That went to Jennifer Grey, Sarah Jessica Parker, which I don't know if I would have been a fan of that. Uh, Sharon Stone. Oh wow! Now get this one. This next one blew my mind. Did you ever watch Facts of Life? The TV show? No, I, I probably Well, haven't. the first choice was Mindy Cohn, who played Natalie from The Facts of Life. Huh. And if you've ever seen Natalie and you think of this movie, I just don't... It would have been a totally different movie. Yeah. Uh, the role of Cynth- uh, Penny Johnson that was played by Cynthia Rose, she was the first to be cast. Um, here's a, This one was crazy, too. Lynn Lipton was originally cast as Marjorie... Marjorie Houseman, uh, but she got sick the first week of shooting. Um, mm. But she can see see briefly in the car scene where they pull up to the, the yeah. to the house. So Kelly Bishop filled in, but Kelly Bishop was originally which was who the role of, eventually went to of Marjorie Houseman went to Kelly Bishop, so she replaced her just permanently. Yeah, but she was originally set to play Vivian Pressman. Mm. Um, but uh, so Miranda Garrison, who was the assistant choreographer, filled in for that role. So they were just shuffling people around. Yeah. Now this one, I don't know if you're going to know who this is, but I know some of the listeners will. Um, some of us zennials. Huh. Um, the role of Mrs. Sylvia Schumacher, who went to Paula Truman, was originally scheduled for Doctor Ruth Westing Westheimer. Do you know who Doctor Ruth was? I do not. Okay, I know some of our audiences. I'm not going to get too much into her, but she turned down the role once she realized that her character was uh, a thief in this movie. <laughs> oh, yeah. Thief. So it was like, whatever. Interesting. So, um, so that's a weird choice for... I, I mean, I guess not so much. There's, there's a lot of different actors who turn down roles for certain reasons, and I, it's understandable. Right. So here we go. Are you ready? Do it. Patrick Swayze had to convince Jennifer Grey to be in this film because she disliked him so much when they were shooting Red Dawn in 1984. <laughs> I mean, but how does that make you feel? You know, you know, you disliked each other in this film, but hey, I want you in this film because right. it's going to well, work. Uh, to, to piggyback off of that, um, it's it's interesting. I saw some sort of quotes from Patrick Swayze uh, saying that she was she was annoying to film with. Because um, in one moment she would get super emotional and just like burst into tears. And then, Welcome to life, bro. You know, I know what I mean? I was like, and then we've um, all been there. And then the next scene she would just be like, like laughing hysterically. But um, I, I understand his annoyance only because they filmed this in like forty-four days, yep. which is a super short amount of time, and uh, that means there's a little room for error. And especially in something that's very physical, it's just like you have to make the film count. Um, so, so I can understand how uh, a lot of um, like scenes that that got ruined for one reason or another would uh, ag- aggravate an experienced actor like you know Patrick Swayze. Right, but the reason well, that just segues perfectly because the reason that it was had to be shot in forty four days was because it was actually turning into fall. And yeah. um, it was filmed in North Carolina during the fall, and they said that it was t- 
to the point to where they were filming and the trees and the grass were starting to turn color. So they had to spray paint the trees yep. and the grass. And if you watch the movie, there's a, a scene where they're going down in their car. You see some leaves falling and stuff. So you could tell it's yeah uh, thing. And they said that the waters were so cold, you know, the scene where they're going to practice the, the yep. lift. That that's why you don't really get a close up of their mouths or their faces or anything because their lips were actually turning blue and that oh, was wow. so, the water was so cold. Um, I think you hear in an interview that I'll play that uh, Jennifer Gray said it was like that painful numbing. You know what I mean? Not just yeah cold, but that painful. Um, so let's go ahead and talk about uh, Patrick Swayze for a little bit. He he did all of his own stunts. He was very adamant about doing all of his own stunts in this. Um, do you remember the log scene where he's on there? You know, he takes baby out there oh, and they yep. get on the mm-hmm. log and, you know, he's, he's making it look real easy. Well, actually, he fell off the log once, injured his knee and had to go have fluid drained from his knee from the swelling. Yeah. Um, and it, it aggravated an old injury, too. Yeah. That was in his knee. Um, yeah. It's, <laughs> it, it's funny. Uh, Is it funny so that, people that, getting that, hurt, Terrence? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? It's funny? I mean, if you were talking about slapstick. No. Uh, mm-hmm. So... They go from like this comfy studio to like okay, let's go somewhere like to, to the practice that's easier. So then you go into the wilderness into like this very dangerous area. <laughs> so like you look at the like the surrounding area of the log. I'm like, is this over a creek or ravine? And they finally get like a far shot of them like dancing on the log or wherever. I'm like, if you fall, all it is is just jagged rocks and <laughs> like and sticks and stones, and it's just like, why was this a good idea? <laughs> hey, that's how it was written. Uh, like we said earlier, it was um, She's Like the Wind was co-wrote and performed by Patrick Swayze. And it was actually for the movie Grandview USA in 1984, but was used in this. He actually had to wear a girdle to look thinner in, really? in this movie. Yes. Huh. Like, was it just him alone not good enough? I they had to throw a girdle I don't know. On. I thought he was a, a nice-looking man, man. Right? Was, yeah. I was like, but I guess he actually had to wear a girdle. He actually hated the line. It took everything that he could to muster himself up to get that nobody puts baby in a corner. I mean, he just hated it so much. Um, throughout the se- throughout the movie, if you notice, Johnny and Baby are always wearing contrasting colors. Yep. Like one of them will be yeah. wearing dark clothes, the other one's wearing like one will be white, like wearing right. white, and the other one's wearing black, black. and vice versa. Right. Um, and f- funny thing about the the scene before the uh, nobody puts baby in a corner. Uh, since I've never seen this movie, but I knew that line, I felt, I always thought that that line was said under more dire circumstances. Like, I always thought, like, she was in trouble or something like that, and he comes out of nowhere, and, like, nobody puts baby in a corner, and he, like, saves her or something well, like that. I was like, what, am, then, I, what am I watching? Because, you know, he's like, oh, Johnny's here. You know, he just took yeah. off the night before you or whatever. Yeah, and then and he you comes think back. it's over, and he's, like, busting in, and like, Johnny. You know, he comes strutting in, and it's yeah. black, and he comes walking right up to the table, and he goes... Nobody, Nobody puts, puts baby, baby in the corner, and, now, and he puts his hand out. You know, then they go up yeah. to the stage. I was like, "What is going on?" And like, it kind of didn't make sense. I, you know, there's a couple things in this movie that didn't make sense. So that, well, like we'll that get, line, we'll get to that oh, yeah. a little bit. But. So, so that line in particular, uh, I, I was like, because just because of what I thought the line was from before, and then actually seeing the line delivered in the context that it's actually delivered in. I was like, "Wait, what? Like I, that does I don't get it." <laughs> just because it was it was um, it was a letdown, I guess, from the cuz it's it's made fun of in a lot of movies and yeah. TV shows, you know, and and I think it, it made it bigger than what it is. And maybe that's why they make fun of it because maybe. 
it's not really. I mean, I th- I think the the con or not the content, the underlying message is like, why would you have all these boring performers on stage when you have this amazing performer sitting over here in the corner? Right. So, um, there were several scenes cut from this movie, but you can find them in the DVD release. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of them. Um, <laughs> one of the funniest things was in 1980 or 1997 you know Conan O'Brien right oh of course <laughs> he, he said he asked fans to send in letters to uh, get the re-release in theaters it worked so when it finally worked he's like actually I didn't really like this movie That's really <laughs> but he just hilarious. did it just to get it re-released just, in the theaters. <laughs> just because can't. right because he had I think he had uh, I want to say it was that Robert Orbach he had him on the show, and that's when he said, hey, yeah, let's get this back in the theaters, you know, released or whatever. <laughs> He's like, I really didn't even like this movie once it happened because they actually had it work. Um, all right, we'll start talking about a little bit about the dances. The director liked to keep filming uh, even after Cut was yelled. Hmm. Um, so there is a lot of stuff in the movie that was kept in there that wasn't originally part of the movie, and we're going to talk about some yeah. of them. So he actually caught you uh, where uh, Johnny and Baby are practicing, and he runs. You know where the scene where he like grabs her arm and he puts up, and then he runs his arm. Oh yeah, yeah. Down yeah. her arm, she starts and laughing, she starts and giggling. Laughing. Yeah, it's like the whole thing. That was all Jeez, caught actually, yeah. after, um, and then she she keeps on laughing. You know, and, and his frustration with her was yeah. real. Her laughing he was, was real, mad. and his <laughs> aggravation. He's was like, real. "Come on, we got to nail this." You know, <laughs> uh, and her falling over was real too. So if you remember, yeah. she falls over. Yeah, all that was real. Yeah, that he had just. But it's <laughs> it's it's really crazy because you watch it, and like, man, this is you know filmed pretty good. Yeah, but it wasn't even really <laughs> the actual film. You know what I mean? Uh, they also called him uh, the crawling on the floor scene. You know, it was like, oh yeah, yeah, you know, um, a lover boy. Yeah, <laughs> and if she still, you know, that scene. Uh, they were just warming up to shoot the scene. Oh, it wasn't even the real scene. <laughs> so but the director just... was like, this is gold. I got to keep this in there. You that's know what great. I mean? Because yeah. that's a funny part. I remember when I was a kid, well, a teenager, that I'd walk in, you know, my sister and my aunt would be watching it, and I'd be like, what are they doing? They're crawling on the floor. And, I'm like, this is... <laughs> and then i just turn around and leave because this is ridiculous. That's funny. Um, yeah, uh, they really didn't like each other, but their on-screen chemistry was so good. Actually, here's a um, – I don't know if you have it in there, but uh, one fun fact that I read about this movie is the set in general, uh, a lot of people were saying it was kind of like an ongoing party on set. Oh, yeah. And so, like, they were actually, like, drinking on set, and it let everybody get loose, and everybody – they would just dance even after the scenes were filmed – and um, this built chemistry between people. So in all the dance sequences, uh, everybody's already really comfortable with each other. And that's why all the dance sequences are very good. But not only that, um, since they had professional, they hired professional, you know, dancers yeah. to be in there. But they said that the contrast from outside that was so cold and inside, they said it was so hot that one day of shooting, they had 25 people pass out in one oh, area wow. because of, it was so hot. Yeah. And I was like, man. So it was a demanding schedule. You know, the oh whole yeah, thing for, sure. for that. So, um, and then this this uh, part uh, talking about Jennifer Gray, Gray and her then boyfriend at the time, yeah, Matthew Broderick. You know Matthew Broderick, right? Yeah. They were about to go on a public tour to promote this movie when the uh, rental car that they had in Ireland was involved in a head-on collision. A mother and daughter died in August of eighty-seven. Ooh. That's right. Yeah. So can you imagine being, you know, getting ready to go on this big promotional tour and then 
that something happens. like that happens. And yeah. I mean, how would you bounce back from that? I mean, that, yeah, it'd be devastating. I mean, they're lucky that they imagine. survived. Oh for yeah, one. for sure. But, but wow. I mean, just to have a loss of life, yeah, is, have that is on your tragic. conscience. And, yeah, and yeah. you're getting going, and you're supposed to put on this happy face doing this world tour or whatever. Yeah. You know, so I thought that was very, um, very sad. End so, up looking like Ben Affleck in all his, in, in his interviews for Batman vs Superman. <laughs> so we're getting ready to touch this. This is going to be a particularly touchy subject. We're getting ready to t- talk on so. Um, one of the questions that's always asked is, "What really was happening to Penny?" Um, oh yeah, and and I, I was talking to Terrence earlier, and I think it's it's really crazy that the underlying the whole I don't know niche of this movie, I guess, or the whole story outline of this movie revolves around a botched abortion, yeah, or an abortion. And I was watching it, and they never really come out right and say it. Yeah, and I'm watching it, and I'm like, "But you know what it is." Yeah, and I'm like, uh, "Okay," because she's like, uh, "Well, I need two hundred fifty dollars. I know this guy, yeah. you know, they take care of it." Because she's crying, no. Yeah, exactly. And you're like, "What is going on?" You know, and she's like, "Well, oh, even- get it for my daddy." And she's like, "Well, what do you yeah. need the money for?" It's like, "Well, I can't tell you." And I was like, <laughs> "But let me read this before we go too further." It says, "What happened to Penny to cause a botched abortion?" This is one of the most famous um, questions. First of all, the movie is set in 1963 when abortions would, uh, could only be performed in certain cases such as rape and incest, neither of which applied to Penny. It wasn't until 1973 that the court case of Roe versus Wade legalized abortion within limitations as a matter of every pregnant woman's decision for herself uh, in the United States. Prior to 1973, abortions were performed illegally in applicable states, often in unsanitary or unsafe conditions, and many women suffered the consequences, usually bleeding or infection. Penny was probably bleeding because the problem occurred shortly after the operation. Also, several scenes later, Johnny and Baby discuss how and when someone, meaning Penny, was bleeding. Baby went to get her father's help. Yeah, you can actually see blood on her shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so... For me, that was a. Um, even though I tried to enjoy the rest of the movie, that just kept weighing on my mind the entire yeah. time because the whole uh, because I was his dance partner. Yeah, you know what I mean, and that's that's the whole reason Baby was even brought into the picture was hey I oh, could yeah. do it you know well, yeah, could she dance you know what I mean yeah. and I was like so we're setting this movie up as a success thing but on trailing on an abortion you know yeah, and I was actually, like and then the botched abortion I'm right top, I actually um, I, I made a joke. Uh, really excited. I know, right? <laughs> like right after talking about that. So, um, it was the scene after her her father helps her out, right? Uh, and then obviously her father's mad at her for. Well, for, her father has to be some sort of doctor, right? He is. No, right. he is a doctor. Um, and uh, right after that scene is when she goes over uh, to Johnny's house. And that's when that, you know, first lovemaking scene happens. And I was like, really? Right after all that went down? Like, yeah, you, like your friend was almost... Like, well, it's almost, because if you remember, her dad was like, I forbid you just hang around those yeah. type of people. You need to find your friend. And she's yeah. like, okay, well, where are you going? I'm, well, I'm just going to go out for... Yeah, you're really just going to go out for a walk, <laughs> really? And, you know, and I was like... I was like... it. Uh, to me, it put a whole damper on the whole movie for me. I don't know if that makes sense, because... 
I was like, well, yeah, I get what you mean because it's like it's 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 hard to it's hard to go for something so dramatic like that to, to like this like a real world thing to this fantasy of hey, and I it's just like want dance and, and and it's more like well, well, is she okay? I mean, they do right. eventually like come back around right. to it, but it's just like uh, uh, I, I want to know how she's doing. I mean, she just really went through this like emotional traumatic experience. Uh, not only between that the what, what was his name Robbie. The scumbag. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah. Robbie. So so you know she goes through that. that yeah, I mean he is right. Well, um, but, but if you remember his sister or her sister, baby sister, yeah. she's like, I think I'm gonna. Yeah. And I was like, it's baby's like, you don't want to yeah, do that, right? <laughs> you know, basically. Uh, yeah, I, I don't mean to jump topics, no, but no. Uh, this. Now, tell me if if you felt this when watching it. Um, so they didn't really dive into the relationship between her and her sister. And her sister's all over the place in this movie. Like, from one scene, she'll be like, oh, you're just mad because this and that. I'm like, nothing prefaced this conversation. Why is she right. so mad at her? And then the next scene, she's like, let me do your hair. You're beautiful. I'm like, wait, wait, what? Well, what is I the think, relationship between them? And why is this so... But I think that part was because she actually seen uh, Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey kiss. And remember, she's seen him out there yeah. at that cabin or whatever. She's like, oh, she's got a, a, a you know a man. Yeah. But she knows that it was probably against her father. But she was like, hey, let me do your hair. Let, you know, let, let me make you beautiful. Because yeah. she knows, I think the reason she did that, because she knows her dad just said, you can't, you can't go... Be with yeah. them, you know what I mean. So that's why she's she's making it's like, haha! Look, I'll do your hair up and make make him want you even was... more. I, that's the way I took it, you know. What I mean, like a, I like a revenge. I didn't know how to process it at all because well, because they, they like I said they did not really develop that relationship between them, so their interactions were awkward and didn't make sense. Um, stay tuned at the end of this podcast. Me and Terrence will be doing uh, holding hearts and hands and rendition. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh I'm kidding. Gosh. Um, but yeah, no that that didn't make sense. But like. On the flip coin of that, I do but, want to highlight like really good scenes and good acting, and that's from Jerry Orbach. Oh yeah, he didn't. He had a handful of lines, but his facial expressions said everything in every scene. Well, let's well, let's go ahead and talk about the movie then. Well, I mean, we're talking about the movie, but I mean, I mean, as far as um, so okay, so number one, he says that um, you know you can't be around these type of people. You need to find new friends. Yeah, and then. He's like, um, oh, by the way, we're going to leave on Friday instead of Sunday. Yeah. And the, the daughter's like. And everybody's protesting. Well, well that one girl. Not baby. Baby just well, sat yeah, there because she quiet. knows. Yeah. But her dad didn't tell her mom or something. Yeah, you know, exactly. But she's like, but dad, I was going to be in the talent contest. <laughs> you know, I mean, <laughs> what song should I sing? And, and then that's why I was like, why would we leave? You know. Yeah. Right so baby knew why they were going to leave and her dad knew why they were leaving. And I think it was a, trying to get her away from him. Yeah. So, oh, for sure. Yeah, that was one. So, you know, they only had a few more days left. And then the ending of this movie, when, like we talked about, yeah, when Patrick Swayze walks in there, you know, and he's like, no, he puts baby in the corner, and then they go up there and they hit that, and then they hit that, do that fantastic dance scene. Oh, yeah, end, yeah, You know, except Patrick Swayze jumping off the stage, and then, he, <laughs> then he's like dancing up the aisle, like, you know, yeah, hey, with everybody like, in the so back, or, you know, and then everybody in the back, I know, you know right? come just up there, the baby runs and jumps and does the Superman fly. Oh, yeah. I was like, man, I wish Wishy would drop her. No. <laughs> but, uh, you know, uh, to top after that, you know, then her dad comes over, right? Yeah. And he's like, look, and I was like, we just went from, you're not allowed to see these people. He's like, look, 
Well, because after he had that interaction with the the scumbag dude, he realized the whole situation, right? And <laughs> but uh, I think that's another thing that's interesting is the this movie has elements of uh, sort of the differences and sort of how uh, classism, basically, right? So it's it's how the upper echelon people treat people lower than them, and you see that throughout the movie, right? Uh, but before you get to further, let me finish. Yeah, the, um, oh, go ahead. But but the another underlying thing is that um, for Patrick Swayze in this movie the that whole thing is uh, his whole career there at the resort was based upon how that last performance would go every oh, yeah. year because you remember he's like he's like I'm done baby they're firing me because he got yep. he, they said that they had stolen his wallet or yep. is that one person that wallet, one dude's wallet yeah. right. And it was actually those other people. Baby's like, no, I seen them. It's these guys. I've seen them take other stuff, you know. But you never seen that in the movie, you know what I mean? Where they were taking the other stuff. But you and did get a glimpse, right. When she dropped the purse, right. So, but I'm saying, so he knew that it, it was going to cost him everything if he came back in. He knew he was fired. Remember, because uh, Robbie was like, he comes in there and they were dancing or whatever. He's like, oh, by the way, I think we should change it to the Perchenka or oh yeah, you know. And he's like, but I do the. Which, Whatever dance. Yeah, uh, yeah. He had this, uh, it was this new, like, like hip, like, fusion of, like, jazz or something like that. Right. Which right? um, is, it, it which is, that was an interesting scene in general because he's like, I want something new and hip. So he gives him something new and hip. And he's like, no, I want to do the pachinko. Right. And, and I was like, wait, like, what? Yeah. <laughs> and he's like, and so he knew that he had to do that in order to secure his job. But when that whole scandal came up about um, the wallet, the wallet. They they even knew he didn't do it, remember? And yep. they still fired him anyway. Well, yeah, because remember. after that, it was for the relationship with Baby. Right. Because at the very beginning of the movie, he's like, I don't want anybody messing with these girls, so on and so forth, right? Right. So Just teach them how to dance, and that's it. Um, so let me go ahead and let me throw this out. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Um, in an interview with AFI, Swayze explained why he thought Dirty Dancing endured for so long. It got so much heart to me, he said. It's, it's not about the sensuality. It's really about people trying to find themselves. This young dance instructor feeling like he's not uh, nothing but a product and this young girl trying to find out who she is in a society of restrictions when she has such an amazing take on things. And so as you can see, uh, even Patrick Swayze noticed that uh, the um, why Dirty Dancing has endured so long. It had several layers built up. Absolutely. In the movie. So, and I think that's what's enduring about the movie and why even though it's considered a romance or a chick flick, um, it has a wide audience. When I was looking through uh, some of the reviews for the movie, <laughs> one of the review's titles was, I'm a straight male and I love this movie. <laughs> I just thought that was an interesting <laughs> title to put. I'm like, you know, you didn't have to go so extra. But, I mean, that just goes to show that like even people with that mindset – uh, and really enjoyed this movie. Right. And ha- have no uh, shame in saying, yeah, no, this is a really good movie. Right. All right, Terrence. Well, some people say it's a good movie. Let's hear Terrence's take. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I did enjoy the movie. Um, and I would definitely say, I mean, absolutely see the movie if you like romance or if you like coming-of-age stories, because it is a coming-of-age story. Um, and it's also, as you, the last bit of information you put out, you know, it's also about... Um, people overcoming different challenges and um, finding themselves, uh, baby being comfortable with who she is and finding herself, um, Johnny uh, finally finding someone who accepts him and um, uh, just just it's a really good movie. A lot of underlying messages, a lot, a lot of great acting, a lot of great dancing. Um, 
it, it's a, a overall good movie. Now, if some of the themes that we went over make you feel uncomfortable, uh, then tentative, I would I would say, uh, just because there are some hard hitting topics, there are some hard scenes to see, uh, like particularly like that one scene where um, I forget the character's name, but when she's crying. Uh, oh, yeah. Hiding in the kitchen. Yeah, exactly. Or... After, after, um, you know, she finds out she's pregnant, um, particularly by that, you know, one guy who's really terrible. Uh, you know, there's there's definitely some hard hitting emotional scenes. Uh, at the same time, there's lots of uh, upbeat scenes. Uh, but yeah, no, it's it's an overall good movie, and I'd say uh, even if even if that's not your your type of movie that you usually go for tried anyway i mean i had no intention on ever watching that like this is my first time watching it yesterday and i only watched it because of the podcast but i actually did enjoy it uh so yeah it's i'd say it's it's definitely so would you watch it again would i want i would probably for me to watch it again it would have to be like a long time from now right you know but i would watch it again in like the far future it's one of those movies where like oh you know what i remember seeing that movie like long time ago why not give it a watch again um if i ever get in the mood to see some like like a dancing movie this might pop up on the radar but right now i gotta watch that antonio Banderas one i was talking about <laughs> but uh but yeah i mean um it, it was it was a good flick um for uh, me the yeah. the thing the thing that stood out for me for this movie is is uh patrick swayze you could have just called this patrick swayze and it would have been all right with me because his he's just he was just such a good actor Oh yeah, and and I really wish he wouldn't have got sick and got cancer because I think he could have done a lot, a lot more stuff. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I mean, can you just see him in some of the movies like The Matrix or something? You know, just <laughs> I can just see him. You know, him and Keanu Reeves together. Oh man, um, great. And and I believe what he even in that Tu Wong Fu or whatever. Oh uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know that I mean? movie is hilarious and highly underrated. Right. In my so, opinion. but uh, but we're talking about this movie. Yeah. Um, I think just because. Patrick Swayze was such a good dancer. Um, you know, I even, you know, after watching the movie, I was like, okay, so he was doing, you know, teaching. And I'm standing in front of the bathroom mirror and I'm going, one, two, three. I was like, I don't know how he did it. You know what I mean? Because he just <laughs> made it look so easy. He does, yeah. Um, but for me, you know, watching the movie, once once that, that scene came up with the lady crying about being pregnant and... And then that kind of it just the my mentality because I was like, oh, I'm, I'm watching this dance instructor, you know, on this girl's phone. Yeah. And then my whole mind just got shook and just the wheels turned another direction. As soon as that scene hit, I'm like, so everything that happens from that point on, why baby was brought in, why yeah. they went to that dance competition. Remember, they went several towns away, and yep. I think she sees somebody from the the resort. Oh, yeah, she, she's, she's like, a uh, Schumacher. Yeah, she was like, uh, <laughs> you know, and. Uh, which I'm just now putting two to get two and two together. They were stealing walls there too. Right. So I was like, I was like, she's like, oh no, I'm going to be busted, you know? Cause, and she's changing in the back seat of the car, you yeah, know? And yeah. all that. He's like, you did good, kid. You did good, you know? Because he he went and did his thing. And yeah. They, 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 they did good. Um, but for me, the whole I couldn't wrap my head around the whole underlying premise of the the side story. Yeah. Because the side story is what made the main story. Because exactly. that's the only reason they got that's together. That's interesting because it's like a lot more heavy and intense than the actual main story. Right. It's like you got this really heavy hand. But, but, but a lot of people probably doesn't even realize that over. when they're yeah. watching it. You know what I mean? Um, 
I, this is the first time I've actually sat down and watched a movie. I mean, I'd walk in when uh, my aunt Tina and yeah. and my sister would be watching this, you know, and 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 I just see them crawling on the floor, or, you know, <laughs> doing the dive and practicing the water. I'm like, this is. Well, I don't even know what this is. I don't even want to watch this. So yeah. I, I actually watched it. And even though they never say what's happening, as you get older, you're like, this yeah. is what was happening. Now we'll take. I'm going to take that out of the equation. Okay, yeah. we're going to take this underlying out of the equation. To see that baby was willing um, to ask her dad for money to help. Yeah. Because and you know the lady's like you don't care about it, you're rich blah blah you know yeah I mean, she's like you got to give me a chance so she went and asked her dad for money and she brought it back you remember and the lady's like whoa what? you know she's like oh, here's yeah, your money yeah. or whatever and yeah. she's like uh. and uh, I think it goes to show that uh, there are still good people in the world absolutely um, if you're down on your luck if you're having a tough time with situation uh, don't give up. Yeah. Um, there's always somebody that's going to be there to help for you, you know, help. Yeah. Now, they may be getting harder and harder to find these days, but yeah, I'm just exactly. saying, to me, it was more of like, hey, I'm going to help. I'm going to help this lady. I'll show her I care that somebody does care that she doesn't have to go through this situation yeah. alone. And then you got Patrick Swayze, you know, hey, I'm going to teach this lady because she helped take care of my friend. I'm going to help teach her, you know, this part. And yeah. then they ended up falling in love. Um, and I think on even a deeper layer than that is like I was getting, saying before, like the whole classism aspect right. is everybody – it does show this sort of don't judge a book by its cover sort of feel, right? Because at the very beginning when um, you know when she gets the money and then she brings it in uh, – but before she brings in the money, when she's in the situation and then um, uh, she was like – she's like, oh, no, I don't want anybody knowing my business. And the one dude was like um, – Oh, I already told baby. And then she's like, what? Um, she was very abrasive to baby. And then after she brings the money to be like, look, I'm willing to help. She was grateful and thankful. But then uh, uh, Johnny was like, oh, all you really did was ask your dad. You know, kind of right, thing, right? Right, right, um, but, but don't remember the lady. Remember when um, baby comes to see the lady that, uh, you know, after she got back yeah. in the hospital. And then. Johnny walks in. They kind of look at each other. You know, she's like, "Well, I guess I'll leave now." And then Lamus is like, "Johnny, what are you doing? You know, you're yeah. not supposed to get involved with any of them. You know yeah. what I mean? Because she could tell just by the way Johnny and her were reacting that Johnny's got it for her. Yeah. You know what I mean? And, you know, something's a but like yeah, you had this whole play of like how you know people in the upper echelon treat people lower than them and vice versa, and sort of how this dynamic of how they see each other, and it's almost like this this crossing of classes in their relationship, right? It's like, oh, hey, you got this whole lady in the tramp kind of thing, right? Well, it kind of reminded me of the Titanic. Yeah, exactly. Uh, you know, the, the the lower class that was in the lower part of the yep. ship, when they were getting everybody out, you know, what happened? They locked them doors and then oh, people yeah. drowned. Right. You know what I mean? That's that's kind of where my mindset went with that, you know what I mean? Just just the Titanic movie. Yeah, you know, no, I get you. Uh, but I, I thought that was a very interesting concept, too, that was explored within the movie. Um which, yeah, uh, uh, once again, uh, I have no idea where I was going. I was <laughs> well, going somewhere, and then, then I lost the, upper, the echelon of the different classes <laughs> and all that. Yeah, uh, but no, I, I thought that was uh, cool how that was uh, implied um, throughout there. And then, you know, in the end, everybody sees people for how they are. You know, the father right. sees. Because he sees the talent, and he's like, yeah. I may not agree with everything you do, but. But, you know, he, he, he very much. Um, saw him for who he was and not so much like oh he's just some lower class guy who knocks up a bunch of girls when, like, well that was that, that one guy <laughs> <laughs> he well, was, that, that was, was the high thing. that was the contrast because it was actually the Robbie like was he like the son of the, the resort people the people of the resort oh oh yeah he was so annoying yeah. it was cringy anytime he was 
like trying to uh, flaunt his stuff. Right. Like, oh, what's the difference between me and him? Oh, uh, he owns three but hotels. It, He's like, yeah, I own three but hotels. But I think it was I think it was a movie about reconciliation. Yeah. Uh, too, because you have baby reconciling back with her family. Yep. Uh, even baby and her sister have a little bit. You know what I mean. Or yeah. uh, I, I, I can't even I won't say that just because I I could not pinpoint the relationship at all. Now I did. It I, was. All, I wonder if there's some cutscenes with her because there, has there to be. yeah because there was some that you was like well where are we going what and what just happened like I feel like there was something cut that made that would have made that make more sense. But so it did. you hear that Terrence wants the 30th anniversary <laughs> edition with the extended DVD deleted scenes for right. Christmas just just, just to know <laughs> uh, that relationship. But what I did appreciate and even though it was something that was another kind of like backseat, only a little bit of screen time between the two, but between Baby and her father, you can tell the bond that they had and the relationship that they had with the little screen time they had. And even through Jerry Orbach's like emotions and his facial expressions throughout these sort of very challenging moments for him as a father in these movies, or in in these scenes, uh, he did a phenomenal job. But you can see sort of the conflict within him of like, okay, I need to be a father, but you know, uh, I'm also disappointed in my daughter about this. But he still absolutely loves his daughter, you know. What yeah, because I mean? he, str- he did. He did go and he went to help when she said, "Dad, I need your help." Yeah, and they ran to the lady. Now, maybe I don't know if it ever touched on this in the movie, but I, I'm personally thinking that the reason that she got named nicknamed Baby it was probably from her dad. Like that's my baby yeah. girl, you know what I mean? And I wonder if that played into some of the contrast between her sister, you know what I mean? Yeah, like, that, that was actually. I have a fun fact about like that my one. dad. Well, um, my dad, uh, my my grandma used to say, "Well, that's my baby boy," because yeah. he was the youngest, and you know his older brothers, uh, his older brother couldn't take that away from him. You yeah. know what I mean? Because I'm the baby, you know. You know what I mean? <laughs> so so. Uh, um, Eleanor Bergstein actually based some of this off her own personal life uh, when she was writing this, including that nickname. Um, Eleanor's nickname was Baby when she was younger. That, that was um, true. I remember yep. reading something like that. And yeah. so, uh, and she, she she couldn't drop that nickname until she was like in her twenties. Um, and I forgot how she got the nickname, but I thought that was really interesting. How she just like you know pulled some of her own life experiences, as most writers do, right? And then put her own nickname into this character. So uh, something that's very interesting is they did come out with Dirty Dancing Havana Nights. Um, it was, a, I don't want to say a sequel, but it was another Dirty Dancing movie, probably just yeah. about 10 years ago, maybe 2007, somewhere in there. But also, it was a short-lived TV show. I think it was 11 episodes, um, I want to say in the early 90s. Um, and one of the people that you will recognize from, you can pull up the YouTube, the intro. Yeah. Uh, one of the people that you will recognize is the lady that played Jan Levinson Gold from The Office as, like, the main <laughs> character. And I was like, I, now I just have to watch it, you know. So... I would say, yeah, probably give a, a just rem- if you're going to watch this, which you should have already watched yeah. it since we already said it, but to me, uh, just uh, know that the underlying issues that are in the movie, with that being said, it's not a bad movie. I hate I hate yeah. I'm admitting this, but <laughs> it's not like my favorite movie of all time. But, oh, no, I feel that. But yeah. I think the, the chemistry. Between, but it's very watchable. But the, the chemistry between Patrick Swayze and Jennifer Grey, even though they disliked each other, <laughs> was perfect. Does Absolutely. that make sense? Yeah. No, and the I dance routine that Patrick Swayze, I mean, that guy can dance. Oh, yeah. So gone, scenes he was just, gone too soon. So the scenes are just, whew. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Terrence, Terrence is sweating over here. So yeah. uh, I, there's actually a couple of fun facts that uh, I found that uh, I wanted to highlight. So um, the cabin that they stayed in, and just to show how, like, sort of, like, uh, I want to say 
um, high class at the place they were staying in. And obviously, uh, this was a, a resort, but you can actually rent the cabin that the family was staying in. It's in um, Pernbrook, Virginia, and it's $329 a night That's it? to stay in that cabin. Yeah. Now, given that information. Well, I also heard that the, uh, I was reading that the resort that they stayed in, the one that was based upon, yeah. that they still have like dirty dancing nights and like weekends and stuff that you can go and partake Oh, yeah, in. totally not surprised <laughs> at all. But yeah, I, that, that was just like one little little fun fact I wanted to throw, one last little fun fact oh, I yeah. wanted to throw out there. Only 329 a night. What's that? Only 329 a night. It comes with a free dance instructing <laughs> from Terrence. <laughs> so. Um, yeah, I'd say watch the movie at least once. I know some, some like my sister, this is like one of her favorite movies of all time. You got to just do this. Because when, when we first started playing, she's like, oh, you got to do Dirty Dancing. You just got to. And That's I like, funny. Well, I guess we'll, we'll eventually, but I didn't know it would be this soon. So there it is. It's Dirty Dancing. Hope you enjoyed it. Uh, next week, uh, we're going to throw it back a little bit further back in time. Um, we wanted to go back to some of our classic roots, and we're going to actually do 12 Angry Men. If you have not seen this movie, it is fantastic. And make sure you watch the original, not the remake. Um, the original is... I just I just can't even... Just, I just watched this earlier this year for the first time ever. And I want to say... It's oh, really? Be, yeah. Because okay. I, I, cause it was on the AFI list. You know? Okay, yeah. And this is before we started the podcast. I was like, I, I want to see what this movie is all about. Yeah. Fantastic. I mean, I put it on the wall, you know, on the projector. We was watching it. And, and I just started watching it. And the next thing I know, you know, my wife's watching it. My daughter's watching it. And my son. I was like, wow, this... Pretty good movie. Oh, yeah. Um, very, very good. Um, it's going to be a hot topic button issue. So if you haven't seen it or if you want to give it a rewatch before next week, let's go ahead and do that. Also, remember, um, I'll put it out here on Facebook when we get done, that uh, just going to say, hey, where are you from? Where are you listening to? Oh, yeah. And, yeah that'd be cool. Uh, we'll, we'll shout you out next week at the beginning of the episode. Maybe me and Terrence will rotate uh, names. Um, also, you can find us on the chat. some comments. The, well, Send yeah, we didn't email. have no reviews or comments this week, so if you want, or an email. So if you want to reach us by email, it's uh, the tragedy of cinema, all one word, at gmail.com. Uh, the Facebook group is the tragedy of cinema podcast group. Um, we have Patreon, and once you join Patreon, you will get the double secret society of <laughs> tragedy of <laughs> cinema, something like that. It's so secret, I don't even know the name. That's how secret <laughs> it is. Um, you can find us on iTunes, Stitcher. You know, yeah, all the good stuff. Google Play Music, um, man. We're on a lot of stuff that Anywhere. I didn't even know. Just, like just, I, I pulled up a up. podcast, just a podcast player to see if I was on there the other day. And yeah, like, but there we are. So uh, we're pretty much out there now. Um, yeah, we we have like 15 countries we're in. Um, so this thing's growing. I think I think the thing that makes this podcast so famous is movies are universal. Yeah, movies are fun, man. Right. There's a lot of people, movie movie fanatics all over the world. Absolutely. And you're looking at two of them. By the way, so. if you have any suggestions uh, for the show in general, uh, we're always continuously improving. As you can notice, uh, we're doing a lot of changes. I'm working on a Hooked on Phonics for Terrence so he can <laughs> so say, say these, so I can say these names. Um, I have to take some uh, foreign language courses for some of these last names. Yes. But you lived in Japan for like a year. And we've had one Japanese name on this whole show. And you slaughtered it. <laughs> I did not. You slaughtered it. Anyway, um, uh, yeah, def- yeah definitely send us some uh, suggestions. Kurosawa. Yeah, Kurosawa. yeah. See, I was yeah, close. Yeah. Um, but definitely send us some suggestions. We're always open for suggestions, and if it sounds fun, we'll definitely you know give it a go and, and stuff like that. You know what? Let's go ahead and throw this out there too. Uh, we're gonna do 12, twelve Angry Men next week. It is a holiday week. We might do two. Maybe. We might. Yeah. And I think we're gonna go with an action movie. Ooh. You know what? You know what we're gonna. You know what we're gonna. We're gonna do. What's that? Let's do Die Hard. 
Die Hard. Because I've never seen it. Oh yeah, he's never seen Die Hard. So we're gonna do Die Hard. And I've been we're saying we're gonna try to do both of them. Hard. We're gonna try to do both <laughs> of them next week. So we're gonna do Twelve Angry Men, throwing it back to the black and white classic, yeah. and we'll do a little Die Hard action sequence. Uh, just so I have to watch the movie. <laughs> right. Um, so, and we'll talk about that. Um, if we don't get Die Hard because it is a holiday week, then we'll do that the following week. So, yeah, that's absolutely. our next two movies planned out right now. Sound good? Sounds great. And uh, Emily, uh, Aya Canelli, David Martin, Patrick Goodnight, Samuel Farrell, and I'm missing one. Emily? Uh, Kyle Zayner. Um those are our five Patreons. Um, please Thank check you for your patronage. Please check the Double Secret page if you remember where it's at on Facebook because I put out a thing for our first watch, uh, watch along. Um, There's only two votes. So there was three, but Terrence voted, and I told him he couldn't vote. So <laughs> it's what kind of genre you guys want to see us do the watch along first. Um, once so, once we get the genre nailed down and we get that, then I'll put like four or five, probably yeah. four movies. So that way, when each of you vote, there won't be a tie. You yeah, know, right. some it will have to break it. <laughs> uh, I, I will say um, that's another thing that uh, you can get in on uh, if you join our Patreon, which is we do have polls in the super super secret group. Um, <laughs> super secret tech. Working on the rings, I know. <laughs> but yeah, no, in this in the in the super secret group, we do have polls that uh, will. Uh, kind of dictate what movies that will go towards in the future and stuff like that. So it's definitely something uh, that we'll, we'll, you know, we'll improve on and uh, that you want to get on. You know, and, and for That's for, awesome. for a dollar a month. Yeah, only a dollar a month, and you get in and you can you can put your vote towards what. You and not want only us that, but do. and not only that, but um, we do post a lot more stuff in there. Like I've posted some stuff about a certain topic that will eventually be out for everybody. Yep. Uh, but man, just so to anything s- we have cooking up, that's just to like see the work nice in progress awesome. is yeah. like whoa. You it's, know, what I mean, yeah, it's I'm, gonna be fun. I can't wait to interview that lady. I'm gonna interview her and put it's her on. Be great. Her, so. uh, I mean, I can't wait till we. Yeah, <laughs> I know what you're saying. But we it. can't yeah. really say exactly. But so, once once we get it, we can we can do some fun name drops. It'll be it'll be great. Right. So I think this episode's coming to a close. Uh, remember, twelve angry men next week, and I think that's a wrap. And, and cut. cut.